Turvy Dating Curvy. I'm Koo. And I'm Nan. And we are two women of a certain age, online dating, text messaging, and everything in between. How you doing, Nan? I'm good. I survived Christmas, which is and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Yes, yes. Um, so do you have any New Year's resolutions? I only made one resolution and one resolution only because too many gets in the way. Yeah. But I decided that all BS mm-hmm. and the owners of the BS will be left in 2022. Bye. That's a good one. That really is a good one. Um, I've been doing some reflection and thinking and... um one of I have two things that I want to do. One is that I want to learn I want to learn some sort of cultural dance that I've never done. So I think that just because I think it would be fun. Um oh please and, oh please oh please oh please let me be there when that happens. Yes. I'm you know, I am a huge fan of Bollywood. <laughs> so I think Bollywood would be fun. Some sort of African dance would be fun. So. Oh, please, oh, please, oh, please, oh, please, oh, let me be there when it yeah. happens. So I want to do that. And I want to do some sort of a fundraiser, but I want it to be unique. So I, 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 in the past, I have done the penguin plunge with a group of friends. And that money is used to raise um, for Special Olympics. So on typically the end of January, Super Bowl Sunday, <laughs> um, is we would go up to Hampton, New Hampshire, and we would go plunge into the ocean. And I've done that a few times. And I, it's actually a lot of fun. It is cold. Um, Going in isn't the hard part. It's walking back to the warming tents. That's the hard part. Um, But I think I just want to do some sort of unique, fun, something that would be fun to do and and different. So I don't Mm. know what that is, but I'm going to research it. So... At this moment in time, you and I have different opinions of what is fun. fun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, but I find it interesting that what we talked that what we took on for resolutions isn't has nothing to do with being in a relationship. No. Yeah. So I mean, it's just like one of those things. So we should update everybody about OK Cupid. So I'll let you start on that. Wait, I have to go first? Yes. <laughs> okay. okay. Why do I have to go first? Fine, I'll go first. Yeah. Well, um, so to be completely clear and honest and transparent with our listeners, um, I need to uh, state some things that are going on in my life to that have impacted our experiment mm-hmm. right yes so uh over the summer i met someone and was seeing them for a little bit and right yeah, a couple weeks before we decided on this experiment um 
we separated and recently that person has reappeared and uh, we're giving it another go, see where we land. Um, so essentially, I'm seeing someone. So yeah. So the experiment. <laughs> so the Amer- the experiment for you has been paused. Yes. <laughs> and and I'm gonna tell you, and I say this all the time, and Ku and I have actually talked about it. I'm like the the universe works in mysterious ways because the men that Ku was getting paired with <laughs> was nothing. And when I say this, I say this, that she was paired with her hard nose. Yeah. And I was frustrated because, and even when I was looking and I would go outside of the hard nose and do stuff, wasn't getting a response. So, um, and I, and I, it was frustrating for me because this is something that we took on together and stuff like that so and then I just feel like that there was a reason for that yeah um I'm I'm not gonna lie I agree with you I think the universe totally has a play at this Mm -hmm. um even even the situation into which uh um myself and this person got back together the universe played a big role in make yeah in making things line up so they were easy yep I agree yeah so absolutely agree I I do think that the universe was kind of holding you back a little bit yes yeah and so with that let's update about mine so how are you doing so date number three happened and interestingly okay. after date number three, uh, communication, uh, died down significantly. And I was like, it's the holidays, honestly, and I'm okay with it. Um, but I think it was more than holiday and you and I had had a discussion about there was something. So, I had a conversation with him about it and I'm, I'm not, I'm going to be mysterious here because I do want to be respectful, but this was, he had shared something pretty early that was interesting. And I had shared it with Koo Cause I was like, don't you think that's a little weird? And, but it was like, okay. And, um, so because he shared that, I was just like, okay, thanks. And I didn't do any share back. So, right. and I think but he, that, ask, that, he also didn't ask you any questions. No, no, he did not. And so I called him out on it and it was just like, did something happen that you're not yeah. comfortable with or something? Because I feel like, and then he was like, well, and so he asked and I said, well, all you had to do was ask. You know, and um, I think that maybe some of that has to do with it. Um, I also think the holidays, it's kind of a weird when you start dating someone around Christmas. It it is. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll second that because I wasn't, you know, originally back in August, I wasn't expecting to be single Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. And but when it as the time came, I was expecting to be single. And the fact that I'm sort of not. Yeah. Um, is odd but at the same time neither one of us have even thought twice about it like we haven't 
you know, do you have plans? Did you already make plans? And that's kind of where we've been hanging out with, like working around each other's plans that were pre-made. Yeah. Yeah. And so it essentially has just really dropped down to good morning. Okay. So that means Mm -hmm. moving on. Back on the hunt. Back (laughs) on the hunt. Let's see what we got. All right. Let's go. I'm the wheel. (laughs) I, I have one thing to say though. Like, okay. So it still could be the holidays. Yep. Could be. So, you know, let's let me know, you know, before, if I need to pull back a little more, let me know what happens after we sail into next week. And yeah, I just say, let's go with it because here's the but thing. I'll continue now, like, yeah, just to start cast the line out and see where we are with that and move Absolutely. on. But let me tell you, and I will say this in, with all honesty, I have enjoyed I have enjoyed his company. I've enjoyed the conversations. This is not, right. this is truly someone I would have overlooked um, simply because of distance. And okay. um, so that's good to know. He was just, he's just, a just makes my brain tingle. And it's, we have these conversations and stuff and it's great, but um, yeah, so. I say, okay. let's just move on. If something happens, I think we can pull back. As far as I say, that looks like it was a positive experience. So absolutely. Yeah, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. It was a great experience. Yeah. And, yeah, um, yeah. and I can't say enough. I, I just want to say thank you. <laughs> Cause that oh, was a welcome. I'm going to try again. I'm going to try yeah. again. Yeah. So just, <laughs> and here's the thing. Here's the thing is like, you know, would we, I, you know, a lot of people want the fairy tale ending. We know that that's, you know, that happens on TV, right? Right. So it's, so this is very much life. And I'm okay I won't lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was practicing for the wedding speech. <laughs> <laughs> I totally was yeah. like, <clears throat> well, someone was way further ahead on that than I was. That's for sure. <laughs> But I mean, it was a great, like I said, it was a great experience. It was just, I have nothing but respect. I don't even have, there's nothing negative to say. Right. It just, it fizzled. It It, it fizzled fizzled. and that's just what it is. And maybe it'll, I don't know, maybe it'll um, get recarbonated. I don't know, but, but, you know, in the (laughs) meantime, we'll just move on. And if something happens, I'll be like, Hey, guess what? This is going on, but yeah, we're just going to move on and it's totally okay totally okay. okay yeah so I'm gonna say how we got into our subject today mm-hmm. and if you remember if you listened to the last podcast we were talking about communication and how there are you know everybody communicates um in a relationship differently yep. and there is a book called the five love languages yep. and that is what we're going to delve into today. The yeah. five love languages. Yes. So I did about this one. Yep. So Ku and I took, uh, we went onto the five love language website and um, we took our love language quiz and it actually flipped for me because the last time I took this quiz, the number one for me was acts of service, but this actually changes all the time. But if anybody doesn't know about the five love languages, this was um, 
uh, a marriage counselor by the name of Dr. Gary Chapman, who wrote this book 25 years ago. And he goes on to talk about the five love languages. And really what it's about is that um, people with different personalities actually express their love in a different way. So for an example, introverts might make small, subtle gestures while extroverts go more grand public statements, um, um, you know, and think about like how the different ways that people propose to each other for marriage, some are very intimate, some of them are grandiose. So, and so he, uh, so he wrote this book. And so we took our quiz and I'm dying. Let's hear your results. My result. It's funny. My results didn't surprise me. Yeah. And I, cause I, I was, I'm very aware of what my love language is because my love language is actually opposite of what everybody thinks it is. Yeah. So my love language is quality time. Oh, that's your number one. That's my number one quality okay. time. Most people think that my love language is receiving gifts, which I find funny. Yeah. You know, but it's not. I want time. I want your time. I want to know that you want to spend time with me. That's what I want. What about you? Uh, interestingly, my number one is quality time as well. Shocking. It, yeah. <laughs> See, this is why Ku and I are twins. Um, so I am interested. I want to hear what your second one is. My second. Um, so quality time is at 32%. Coming in at 29%. Wait, my quality time is at 32%. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. Coming in at 29% is words of affirmation. Ooh. Yes. Coming in at 29% for me is acts of service. Ooh, that's my third. Yep. At 16%. Okay. So at third for me is physical touch. At 23%. Okay. Ooh, my fourth is receiving gifts at 16%. My fourth is words of affirmation at 10%. And last but not least is physical touch for me at 6%. Uh, so receiving gifts is my last at 6%. Interesting. Interesting. Same. We got some stuff. Yeah, we do. The little we differences. Do. Yep. Yeah, it's good. Yep. <laughs> So for yeah, what anybody, does all that mean? Well, so this is <laughs> so this is what's going to be interesting. So let's talk about the five different love languages. What we just talked about. So there are words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. So I'm just going to break down briefly what each of these mean. So words of affirmation is a love language that entails lots of um, verbal. Um, they just got to hear it all the time. People for whom words of affirmation is a primary love la language love being told explicitly how much they are loved, valued, related to, and seen. For example, you need to be thanked for spending your time and energy 
on a task in order to feel valued, which I think is interesting. It's important that you know your partner constantly tells you how much they love, respect, and support you. And while you appreciate the small gestures a partner might do for you to demonstrate their affection, you need to hear them say it out loud. For words of affirmation, folks, words matter. There's no reading between the lines. So there is that. Acts of service is for people who identify with um, with uh, love. While you appreciate the small gestures a partner might do for you to demonstrate their affection, you need to uh, hear them. Uh, you need to hear them say it out loud. For words, uh, oh sorry, oh no, acts of service. Sorry, I'm repeating. Um, our small gestures speak louder than words. You might not need to hear your partner say, I love you, but when they bring you coffee in bed, for example, you know that you are loved. Acts of service, moreover, involve doing something for your partner that you know they would value, usually without being asked. For people who identify with this love language, the initiative and creativity that goes um, that goes with that. Um, Oh, I lost my space. Uh, it's something for your partner who you would, um, without being asked for people who identify this a little bit, uh, goes into demonstrating affection through gestures um, is the consummate sign of intimacy. So the um, acts of service, uh, you know, so the acts of service often involve one person giving up their time in service of the other person. At face value, it appears that most selfless of all the love languages, not that it's a competition, um, because it requires both attention and intention. So not only do you give up your time to honor the people you mean the most to, but you pay enough attention to know what they would like the most. For example, you cook a meal for your partner that includes their favorite food, or you wash their car because you know they they feel better when it's clean. All right, well, let's talk about these two before we move yeah. on. I think we should break them down a little yeah. before we just blurt them. Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So words of affirmation is my second. Yeah. It's your third. So it is, I, yeah. Your third, right? Oh no, it's my fourth. It's your fourth. Mm -hmm. So I, I knew that too. I'm, I'm a person that needs to hear it. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, you did good. Or I love you. And I kind of, when I saw that, I was like, where does that stem from? Mm -hmm. And I realized that like, that's something from my childhood, you know, like it's like an approval thing because there were so many things that I would get criticized for Mm -hmm. that, that approval is something I needed to know that I was okay. And I know you have heard me say that sentence before. Sometimes I just need to know I'm okay. And that's where the words of affirmation come in for me. So, so words of affirmation came in at fourth for me. And I think that this has a lot to do with accepting compliments. So it has been a work in progress for me the past couple of years to accept compliments because typically if someone was to give me a compliment, it would be very uncomfortable for me and I would play it off and I would make a joke about it. And, and so it's, I, I, I have gotten better at it. Um, but 
I still feel like it makes sense to me that this would be really low because it it's still uh, uncomfortable because I just don't know how, like, how do you act to that? And I think that's really what it is. I have the solution. You just say thank you. You just say thank you. I do. Um, I do. And, and that's it. Once you say thank you, you turn, you walk away, you move on in the conversation. And then you run to a garbage it. basket and you go. <laughs> yeah. I, I call it, you know, around my parts, we call it the Kamari thank and go. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to have so many issues taking compliments after a performance. Yeah. And my mom would tell me, you have to like say thank you. And I said, yeah, but then you're in this awkward moment, mom. And it's like, they want to talk to you. And she told me, she goes, you, you smile, you shake their hand if they want to. And you say, thank you so much. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And you go. I still do this mm-hmm. as an adult. It's still one of my practices. Is mm-hmm. If it feels a little uncomfortable, I take the compliment. I say, thank you so much. I'm so glad you enjoyed that. And I remove myself from the situation so that I'm not stuck in that awkward space. Yeah. Try it. Let me know how it goes. Okay. <laughs> I will. Now for acts of service, I really get this. And um, it really resonates for me because I am someone, I'm a helper. When you think about Mr. Rogers, I am the helper. When he talks about find the helpers, I'm a helper. I'm a nurse, I'm a caregiver. Um, And that's just what I do. So for me to have someone go out of their way to do something means a lot. And it means a lot to me in all aspects of my life. Perfect example would be if I'm at work and I'm flooded with inpatients and my coworkers are come up to me and they'll say, Nan, I just want you to know that I took care of Fluffy and Rufus and, you know, because I know that you have a lot on your plate. So I just wanted to help you out. And that means more to me. And I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much. And so, or um, uh, if someone just randomly comes in and says, Nan, um, I know you're having a bad day. So I, I know you like Starbucks. So I got you a chai. And it was, it's the thought. And so that really resonates with me because um, it is, even if they're doing something that they don't enjoy, they know that they, and I know that they don't like it, but they do it anyway. It means the world to me. And it, because that for me makes me feel valued that um, they thought enough of me to know that, you know, I'm swamped or whatever, or they know that this is just going to make my day. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it, it means, it means a lot. So I'm really surprised that acts of service actually got bumped down the second, though it's only slightly um, because acts of service for me has always been one that resonates with me. So yeah. acts of service is my third. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really expect anything from anyone mm-hmm. I have I have um evolved in a world where um having those expectations of people mm-hmm. has never worked in my favor yeah so not that I don't appreciate the acts of mm-hmm. service mm-hmm. they actually make me slightly uncomfortable 
So when people go out of their way to to do things for me, like just because it makes me, it takes me off my center. And I start to wonder why, like, why are you doing that? Yep. Like, you know, it's great and I love it, Mm -hmm. but it does take me back. And I'm kind of like, like, what is the reason behind this act of kindness? Like, is like, what's coming behind it? What, what do I need to expect? Like what bad thing is coming behind it? That's how I feel about gifts. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So it's interesting. It is interesting how we feel about things based on experiences in our past. And this is pretty much really, if you think about what dating and stuff like that, when you go into a present relationship, a lot of times, and we all do this, raise your hand. If you've done this, you've punished (laughs) the current person for, for exes, um, what your exes have done to you in the past. It is suddenly now I have never (laughs) (laughs) we've all, we've all done it. We've I've had relationships end because of this. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, so it's interesting. And I think it's interesting that, uh, acts of service is uncomfortable for you. Yeah. It it makes sense. Like knowing you, it does make sense. It makes sense. Like it's not uncomfortable, but it's kind of like it's an immediate on my guard. Mm -hmm. Like if I, if, if it's you, or someone I'm really close to, mm-hmm. I'm less, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much, I'm not uneasy about it. But right. when it comes from out of left field, I do. I'm like, is there an ulterior motive? Yeah. And then I have to relax because that's what those things generally mean for me or what they have meant for me. Exactly. In the past. Yes. So, yep. and that's the thing that we're talking about. It's these past experiences that we have that we bring into our present. And, um, you know, this is our, this is like the primitive brain because we're always, we're, our brains are trained to think in the negative because that's what kept us alive. Right. You know, so that's what we had to do to survive. You always had, think about like wild animals. You think they're going to come up and like rub up against you? Hell no. They, you know, you're sketch, (laughs) you're totally sus. And so, um, they will, they will attack. You know what, you know what my, like, one of my favorite phrases is, you hear me say it all the time. What am I really good at, Nan? Jersey coo. <laughs> no, what am I really good at? What do I always say I'm really good at? You're really good at singing. No, I always say I'm really good at sitting there and look pretty. You really yeah. say that? Well, okay, yeah, so I, but the thing is, it's like looking pretty, yeah, but, there's, but the thing there's, is you're always pretty. So. The reason, there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I had a, a boyfriend that used to like to do things. Like I would come over and he would make dinner. He would make the bed. He would do this. He would do that. And, and I'd be like, oh, let me help you. No, honey, you just sit there and look pretty. After a while, I got really good. <laughs> sitting there and looking pretty pretty. (laughs) yeah so it's funny that that one relationship got me so much more comfortable with letting them take the lead because he used to do everything like he used to be like he used to say okay get up go onto the couch I'll make the bed I'll make breakfast I'll go get like and I he was like, I'll, I'll help you. I'll help you. No, 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 honey. Just sit there and look pretty. 
Well, I do it very well now. You know, <laughs> one of those. I don't know how I would feel about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> That might be a little too weird for me. It's, it was weird at first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I can get that. Oh. Okay. So we're going to move on. So receiving gifts. So receiving gifts for me was last at 6%. And so receiving gifts are small material gestures um, go a long way in the realm of this love language. Receiving gifts isn't about super um, being superficial, um, it, though, as it includes recognition of the effort someone put into getting material things for you. Well, that's interesting. Rather, it's all about the thoughtfulness behind the gift and the gift doesn't have to be big either. While it's tempting to construe this love language is being more materialistic, that is not necessarily the case. People who value receiving gifts really value the quality of being known. Once, for example, I took a winter coat out of the closet for the first time in the cold season, and I discovered that my husband had put a small piece of chocolate in one of the pockets because he thought it would brighten my day. While I am actually a quality time person more than a love language person, this is a perfect example of the receiving gifts love language at play. So I thought that was interesting. And those who identify with this love language value that their partner knows them enough to know what they like and why they would like it. This is this in their minds is um, its own form of intimacy. And as a result, people who enjoy the art of surprising others and giving them gifts often identify with this love language as well. I would have never thought that. I think giving gifts is nice. Yeah. And I like them because, um, you know, for me, when you ask me what I want, I never tell you. Yeah. I don't, if you ask me what I want as a gift, yep. I'm never, I will, I, I literally will refer you to my wish list because all the ideas, their ideas there, but I'm never going to tell you what to get because I like to know that you were thinking about me yeah. when you brought the, when you gave me the gift. So receiving gifts is the fourth for me. Mm -hmm. I'm not materialistic. I really do just like the thought behind the gift. You know, like, I want to know that when I open that box, oh, my goodness, you're really thinking about me. I love that. Thank you. I'm going to say, I'm going to say that you do really good at that when you give gifts and stuff like that. That being said, we haven't oh, no. ended up to exchange our Christmas presents. And I, by far, out of all of the gifts that I've purchased for friends and family this year, I am so excited for you to open yours. Just to be clear, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I, and the thing is, and I want you to know, is that <laughs> this is what I love about it, is that there's so much thought put into it. Okay. And when I talked about it at work, they're like, what the hell? And I'm like, no, I swear to God, she's going to love this. And they're like, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, so but I am random. scared. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I can't. Oh, my goodness. Yep. 
Well, I will tell you, it will be the second gift for the Christmas season that scared me. And the first one was very pleasant. So yeah, <laughs> I, I have faith. I have yeah. faith. You gotta have faith. <laughs> That's it. I like to know that when you bought me something, you were like, ah, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's cool. Self-Love Club 86 believes that the secret to success begins with putting you first and learning to love and appreciate you. They are a full-service life coaching practice. Their coaching model is based on the founder's research and incorporates positive psychology, appreciative advising, and social and emotional learning. They have both individual personalized life coaching as well as group sessions. Working with a life coach can help you conquer fears and strongholds that have been keeping your greatness at bay. Check out Self Love Club 86 at www.selfloveclub86.com. Tell them Nan and Koo sent you. Okay, so the last uh, love language we're going to tackle is physical touch. Interestingly, uh, the... Okay, Cupid guy. We didn't do quality time. We didn't do quality two time. Of you. How did I miss quality time? No. <laughs> Holy cow! I do not know. Oh, you know, I skipped over that. It doesn't I matter which order. We're not. We're not done, people. We're gonna do quality time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's so, leave physical touch for last. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Quality time. So quality time. And that was that was my number one, 32 percent. It's my number one, yeah. too. So quality time people who most identify with this love language enjoy having meaningful, meaningful conversations and the undivided attention of their partner and the vernacular of quality time. Moreover, your presence is a present. For the people who identify with this love language, nothing says I love you like full undivided att attention. This personality type tends to feel slighted if their partner feels distracted or is found checking their phone in the middle of a conversation. I will tell you that kind of chaps my puss a little bit. Um, it doesn't matter to this personality type if you are present at their work event or dinner. Moreover, if you are physically present but mentally checked out, you need to be paying attention to them to feel valued and loved in the moment. As a result, um, those who identify with this love language thoroughly enjoy trying new things and engaging in um, meaningful conversations with their partners. They love sharing new experiences with their loved ones as well. And on the flip side, constantly postponing quality time, failure to listen, or distracted engagement can be particularly annoying um, for this category um, of people. And um, this remains constant, even if the partner says, I love you, gives them a gift or surprises them with a grand gesture. For quality time stalwarts, moreover, there is no substitute for exactly what the name suggests, quality time spent together. I love quality time. I do too. I'm all about quality time. Yep. I First of all, I love to talk. So, and yes. I love to have meaningful conversations mm -hmm. about anything, a star, mm -hmm. A yes. fork. I don't care. <laughs> exactly. And that was um, okay. with um, the guy that um, you paired me up with. This was this was something we could do. We could talk about anything. And I do love the fact 
that when we were talking, he was never on his phone. I was never on my phone. We were just enjoying each other's company. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with my, with my person, uh, we can talk about anything. Mm-hmm. I, I think he finds me fascinating because yep. sometimes he's, he, he'll just say to me, like, I could listen to you. He's older than me, but he's like, you're so much smarter than I am. He's like, you've got so much more knowledge yeah. than I do. You know, like you have it younger. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but we have these, these deep conversations and I enjoy that. And I like that he'll question, he'll ask me questions and we'll talk about it, whether we agree or not, whatever. Exactly. But- and that's the thing is you don't always have to agree. You don't always have to agree on the topic or the belief system or anything like that. But I too enjoy just having these interesting conversations yeah. and yeah. you know the person that I was paired up with um we're documentary junkies I I I I, I you know and the the last time we saw each other we watched a documentary that was <laughs> like oh yeah, really yeah we watched a documentary and it was uh, about Everest about it was about the avalanche in Everest and it was okay yeah, it was just one of those things and it was great. And we were having this conversation about, you know, would you go? And I said, I think I would go as far as base camp, but I have followed people that have trekked up Everest. I've summited Everest at least four times via video. So I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were, I, I've had this quality time conversation with two different people. I have a friend who lives in another country, who from the day he saw me, mm-hmm. he's, he's, we're friends. And I, I'm aware of how he feels, mm-hmm. but nothing ever lines us up together to yeah. be in that same space at the same time. Um, and I, we were, he was talking to me about stuff. And I said, you know, after all these years, you still don't know what I want and what you never give me. You're always offering me this and this and this and this and this. I don't want any of that. I think all of that stuff is great. It, it's nice bonus. Like it's wonderful. However, you will not give me time. Yep. You will not give me you. And that has been your problem all of these years. Yeah. Like the number one reason why you have not achieved what you have wanted is because I do not get the time that I want from you yes and he was like what I was like yeah that's it it was that simple show me that you want to spend time with me yep that's it and you after all of these years you have missed that boat like you you've never gotten that so and it's interesting whereas current person especially the second time around here is is planning time before the time that we're in ends yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean and it's very different than even the first time around like I I don't know what happened but now I've kind of like he's in this mode of I'm gonna see you here but I'm gonna see you here again here and I'm gonna see you again here because we don't live we live close to each other but not that close right um so it's been interesting to watch him want more of my time that's great because that was I know one of the 
there were some other things, but that was important. (laughs) So now we're going to go on to finally our last love language, and that is physical touch. Our our favorite conversation part. Yes. So physical touch (laughs) is perhaps the most literal of all love languages, not just physical intimacy, but warm embraces, hand squeezes, assuring reminders of your proximity and doting attention are all conveyed through physical touch for those whom it is a primary love language. While people often associate sex and sensuality with those who identify physical touch as their primary love language, that is not necessarily the case. It can mean that these things are more that are uh, important to the person, but it doesn't have to. It's also important to note that cuddling, back rubs, kissing, touching their partner's hair or the back of their neck are all equally intimate ways to convey your affection for them. Basically, a person who identifies physical touch as their love language simply draws reassurance from the the physical. During arguments or moments of tension, touching this type of person um, person's arm can be an effective way to convey your warmth and care and attention be- beyond using your words. This affords them a little extra assurance that they might need um, at the time. You can also show love through non-intimate touching, such as sitting um, side by side um, of the person close enough that their yeah, your body's touch or slightly graze each other. When physical touch is not remotely possible, as with long distance relationships, for example, then sensory. um, Oh, my God, where did this go? Oh, yeah. Um, Then sensory acts that remind the person of physical closeness might um, be helpful. These include. um, uh, blowing each other kisses over video or sending each other items of clothing that smell like the other person, like a scarf or a t-shirt. But ultimately, when physical touch is not possible, finding creative ways to remember the experience is the next best thing. Where was this for you? I think uh, physical touch was three. Okay, physical touch is last for me. Yeah. So, um, I'm actually shocked that that's so high for you. I am a huggy person. You know, I'm a huggy person. I love, I I love getting hugs. I love giving hugs. Um, I, I feel that after a while it gets claustrophobic for me. Okay. And so, and it's just like, you know, don't touch me. (laughs) This is your space. Back away from the man. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) I I like it to a point, but if it gets to be too much, it, it, it becomes very suffocating. So I, I am a, I, if I know you, I am a touchy person. I love to be in cuddle mode and I love to, you know, be cut like curled up with you or, you know, hands on you. Um, Touch for me is sometimes very hard to take, Mm -hmm. not for a bad reason, but I feel too much. 
Mm. Hence why you have the Amish board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not about, I don't want your hands on me. I don't want, sometimes I literally cannot take the touch because it's almost like a, an emotional overload. Cause I'm, when you touch me, I'm, I'm going to be connected to you. Yes. And I'm going to feel all of your energy. Yep. And sometimes I just can't, and I just can't handle it's that. too much. So yeah. I, I, I totally I, get it. So I very much like if, if you've ever shared a bed with me, man, I don't want you touching me. You are not like, I don't care who you are. Like, mm-hmm. Listen to me carefully. I don't care who you are. Yeah. When I am ready to sleep, mm-hmm. you must vacate my space because while I'm sleeping, I can't, I can't have, mm-hmm. I can't have the hands or I don't want anything touching me. So um, it's, it's not that I don't like physical physical touch is just sometimes it's too much sometimes, you know, sometimes when we, we touch, touch the honesty is too much. Much. I was totally <laughs> having that in my head <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I mean it's not everybody who really knows me knows that I am a very touchy person yes. but there are times where I just I don't I can't handle it um yeah. my person his I would say that his primary is physical touch Mm -hmm. because he'll tell me like I can't wait to see you so I can hug you and like gear where you are and Mm -hmm. I know that that's how he registers with people Mm -hmm. it doesn't bother me because it's of who it is but a lot of times don't don't lay don't just leave your hand on me I don't like that it's too much so the (laughs) yeah so the guy that you found for me uh his primary language was physical touch And so, uh, yeah, it's, so this is what's interesting is that, so you have, say you meet somebody and their thing is receiving gifts and your, and your thing is quality time. How do you negotiate that? And how do you, how do you work through that? But then the other thing I wonder and I don't know if this is true. I'm going to just make it up. Do you think that you are drawn um, to people that meet your love language on a higher level than you would on the lower level without knowing? I do. I think that innately mm-hmm. um, I your love languages somewhat line up in in good opposition of each other mm-hmm. you know in good in good you know with a good balance I've never really I've only I've never dated anyone that I've been completely out of balance with when it comes to yeah uh yeah me neither you know, there, you know there are differences mm-hmm. and hey by the way I need a little more of this like you might have to say it but mm-hmm. I've never been to where it was completely like like we don't we off don't the case yeah but yeah. no I have to say I agree uh but I also feel like this would be a really interesting exercise when you're dating someone to be like hey what's your love language because it allows you to understand where they're coming from and how they are and how they receive. So I know with OK Cupid guy, um, 
I knew pretty much, I could tell right off the bat on just how he was that he was physical touch. And I asked him that and he's like, yes. And, um, and so even though it's not low on my list, it's third, I could, I could still be with him and do the things that he, he appreciated. And yeah, what I, yeah, what I, what I find funny in conversations I've had with my person is, you know, I present differently than I am, which is, has always been a very fascinating detail for me Mm -hmm. that I present differently than what I actually want and need. And he's told me that, like, I do, I present my name. I present a little princessy. Okay. (laughs) I do. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. But when it comes, like we were having a conversation about something and there was something else going on. And I said, Hey, listen, if it needs to be blah, 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 we're going to do blah, 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 blah. And that's it. Yeah. And his response and his response was, you would do that. I'm like, yeah, cause that's what it needs to be. It's not a big deal. Let's go. Let's go. I got you. Yeah. And he's, and he's always like that. Always, always surprises him because I said, no, you think I'm a princess because I present that way. Mm-hmm. It seems like I present that way. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm really a go with the flow. Like, what is it we need to, we need to get in the dirt. Mm-hmm. We're going in the dirt. All right, let's go. <laughs> That's who I am. So it's, it, it's interesting that I find that a lot of people get my love language wrong. Yeah. And, um, I have to say that I agree because I think that there's perceptions that the other person has based on past experiences. This is where we're going to go with the past experiences and you know what they have. So you may, uh, present in a certain way so that they're like, Oh, you have to do this. So then when you throw them the curveball with like, no, we can just do this. This is the, and they're going to be like, what? No, you've totally, you've totally, uh, you've totally thrown them off on their flow chart. Right. right. Princess, this, 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 and this, <laughs> and then there's Ku who presents this way, but then totally shifts in a way and so uh, they don't know how to react to that. And this is this go goes with, you, you know, the common de- common denominator in dating. When you feel like you're dating your ex all the time, time and time and you know, over and over again, there's a common denominator in it. It's you. It's you. And that is a hard, hard, harsh reality. But here's what it is. Here's what it is, is if you keep dating the same person over and over and over again, it's predictable. You know how this is going to go. You know that when you get to this point, this is what's going to happen. And then you're going to do this and they're going to do this. And it's predictable. It's predictable. So, and in it being predictable, it allows you to act in a certain way and and to counteract that. Now, if you're going to date someone who is the complete opposite, there's no predictability because they're going to do, they're going to do something and you're going to be like, no, that's not how it's supposed to go. You were supposed to do this. And now (laughs) I don't know. I I don't know what to do because you didn't do that. Yes. I don't know what to do with this. Why are you not screaming at me or, you know, and so it throws everything off. 
And that is scary. That is a very, very scary thing to go and do something totally different. We are creatures of habit. We like predictability and things like that. So because that is just who we are. So to do something completely different, you can't do that. And you don't know how it's going to go. Yeah. I mean, I told person that, that, you know, when we were discussing what to do and I said, listen, if it ends up being this and this, then that's what it is and we'll be fine. And he proceeded to tell me a story about like at one point with someone else where that is what it ended up being. And she complained for years (laughs) about it. And I'm like, no, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. And that's the end. And those moments usually are fantastic because they were spur of the moment. And it was just you two having a moment. And Mm -hmm. he just looked at me like, who are you? (laughs) Right. So, so he is having, so he, this is the scary part. And I, when you, this summer, I had said this, I had actually said, you he, did actually, didn't you? I said, yeah, I said, he's scared. Did. He doesn't know how this is going to, he doesn't know where to go with this. He's never had this in his life. Yeah, you did. Cause you did. You absolutely. I do yep. remember that conversation yep. with you. Yep. Yep. And that's, and that's exactly what it was. It was, he was scared. He didn't know because now he's having this experience that is not predictable. So what is it that he's going to do? He did what I thought he was going to do. And he did. you know, and it's okay, you know, and ultimately, and and, and I've said this time and time again to you, and and I say this to everybody, all I want for you is to be happy. That is my priority for you is that people are happy with what they do in their life. Because if you're happy, that makes me happy. And you are responsible for your own happiness. You know that I'm not responsible for making you happy. I compliment your happiness. You do all the time. I compliment it and you compliment (laughs) mine, but ultimately nobody's going to make me happy except for Nan. Absolutely. And to put that burden on someone else is a lot because you will never be fulfilled if you do that. That's true. You will never be fulfilled. Preach. Mm Mm-hmm. And this has been your topsy turvy dating curvy lifetime life coach yes. moment. Oh, this was kind of like life coaching. This is what it life was. coaching looks like. This is what life coaching yeah. looks like. So these deep conversations that move you forward. Yes. Yep. And it's okay. And it and it can be scary and you stumble a little bit, but it's okay. And you just pick up, brush off your knees, and you keep going. That's what you do. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But wow, um, this was fun today. This was a good one. This was a really, really good one. It It was. I think what we'll do is we will put the love language quiz on our website, which is www.topsyturvy.com. We'll put that on there. Yes, we'll also, if you're watching on YouTube, we'll put a, a link in the description box for the YouTube video. So it'll be there as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, this was a great, what a great way to kick off the year. And actually, this would be really interesting for people that are in marriages or um, dating or in relationships. 
take the quiz take the quiz take the quiz and this would make your spouse or your significant other take the quiz take it together yes and there and it I think that if it's something that you think that you know uh you might not because my results I I was a little shocked by my results because I really the last time and this does shift because the last time I took this quiz it was acts of service was my first and physical touch was my second. Oh, so it's interesting, but right. But you've changed, right. We're always evolving. Yep. Yep. We are always evolving. So I think that this was, this was great, a great way to kick off the new year. It was 2023, the year of knowing yourself and making moves to self-love and be happy, be happy. Yes. Let us help you do that. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, so the next time that we meet, um, we are going to, our next topic is going to be what habits are you willing to live with? For example, oh. <laughs> farting, nose picking, leaving oh, the, the dirty dishes <laughs> things like that so that'll oh be my goodness what a wild ride that one's gonna oh, be oh yeah that's gonna be a good one so yeah um, I topic. look forward to that at this yeah. moment we'd like to thank our sponsor SLC86 um, they are a full service life coaching practice my friend here, she's ah. one of the life coaches. Yeah. Uh, take a look and check them out at www.selfloveclub86.com. Tell them Nan and Koo sent you. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody! Happy New Year! <laughs> we are so glad that you have moved yes. into 2023 with us. We look forward to sharing more of our lives and mm-hmm. more information with you. Yes. And we love you. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Bring on 2023. We're going to have a great year together. Yes. One big happy family. I think that's, that's it. it, guys. Do you yeah. know what time it is? Smooches in the house, guys. Bye. Later. I said I like, 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 like it, like that.